were four teaching friends from across the country. Who've discovered that if you don't laugh, you cry and lose sight of your why. I'm Retta. I'm Deanne. I'm Tracy. And I'm Kathy. And we teach so hard. You know what's hard? Using technology as a tool to collaborate both inside the classroom and beyond the walls of the classroom. <laughs> oh, I like that music. Can we use that again? <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the second episode of a four-part series on technology, using technology to collaborate. I'm sorry. Each episode will focus on one aspect of using technology with students. Today, we're talking about using technology as a tool to collaborate. Smartphones, tablets, and other technology tools have tons of potential to help students learn if they're used properly. And when properly implemented, those tools can help students build the collaboration skills they need to reach success in school and later in the workforce. Most 21st century learning models include collaboration as a necessary educational outcome. And I guess we're going to talk about why it's necessary. And you know, it's not just that. Talk to any employer and one of the first things, one of the first skills they say they want their workers to have is their ability to collaborate. Yes. Yep. Yes. Mm-hmm. And how to work in teams. Well, I'm sure mm-hmm. all of you have noticed this, but you know, as access to devices has increased, especially um, for our upper grade kids and older, um, mm-hmm. the interaction with others has decreased. Like even knowing how to interact or how to have a conversation. Like I see students every day before school, after school, just sitting by themselves or sitting side by side with friends with their heads down, like glued to their phones. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I keep telling them their neck wow. is going to get stuck that way. But, um, <laughs> but you yeah. know, I've, I've also, on the other hand, seen students work together, completely engaged and participating, you know, on projects using Chromebooks or using, um, you know, their phones to do short video clips. Mm-hmm. And, you know, there's so much good there. Um, but I also think it can be very isolating. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And when you think about it, what they have modeled for them in their home, I mean, how many parents can do our pickup line Mm -hmm. on cell phones? So, I mean, they're not getting that interaction at home either. So teaching kids how to collaborate is so important on many, many levels. Yes. It definitely is. Yeah. And Deanne, you're you're our expert on that. Oh, right. <laughs> well, That's yeah, true. I mean, they really do have to learn to, to get along with each other, to work together, to help each other, because you guys are right. I mean, to just put your head on a, you know, your cell phone and not, not communicate, that's really not good at all. And um, you know what else I'm hearing, too? As a matter of fact, a niece of mine, I just found out that she doesn't go to school, that she stays home, and that she's, she's uh, getting the classes from the computer. She, I mean, she's online because I don't know exactly why she doesn't want to go to school, but I guess she's unhappy there. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I, I think that's okay, but I, I, I don't know. I don't think she's getting enough interaction interaction and she's not collaborating and it's not really too good. Mm. Yeah. So, well, I think it gives our kids a sense of belonging to um, mm-hmm. when those things are built into their school day for them. And that's so important. It really is. And I think there is collaboration in some of those online um, experiences. We have a family member, too, who had a role on Broadway for a while in um, School of Rock. Mm -hmm. And he had to be um, 
uh, do his learning online to keep up with his coursework. Mm-hmm. He he was in an online situation, but I'm pretty sure he did some collaboration online. That yeah, you know, I, I think they have don't they have chat groups and stuff for yes. like um, if you're teaching if you're te- you know teaching kids online and stuff. So right. So don't worry too much about that kid who's who's learning online. I think <laughs> I think they're getting some collaboration in there. <laughs> yeah, so hopefully. Let's talk about it. We know why collaboration is important. So where does technology fit in? Well, right now, I'm using technology in my classroom to kind of elevate uh, book discussion. So this was inspired. I was able to see... um, Gallagher and um, Kittle and Penny Kittle and Kelly Gallagher at our uh, reading conference in March last year, our state reading conference, and kind of they gave me a spark. And so I'm collaborating with another fifth grade teacher on something called the Empathy Project, and I've been blogging about it. We've just done our second book. Every month we choose a a book, and um, her class reads it, and my class reads it. And then they meet up online to discuss it. And we also teach them how to have this course and, and how, to, how to have those kinds of conversations with each other around the book and around the theme of empathy. And so, um, in fact, tomorrow, for me, that would be Monday afternoon is our next one. And I'm really excited about it. But the kids meet via Google Hangout. And these are kids who, they're in the same school district, but they're across the district. They don't necessarily know each other. In fact, I don't think any of them know each other, except that they're fifth grade in the same district and they've read the same book. And they are so over the moon excited about it. And yet, the only thing that's different is the technology. Yes. Because I can teach them how to have discourse and how to talk to each other. Not nearly as exciting. Tracy, do you do it as a whole class, your whole class with her whole class, or are they meeting like in smaller groups through Google Hangout? Um, so right now, the first one we met as whole class, just um, to kind of break the ice and kind of show them how it works. This next one will be um, small group. So it might be two of her students and one of mine or two of mine and one of hers. So for the most part, we've got groups of three going on and um, they'll be meeting online in those small groups. And while they're doing that, uh, my teaching colleague and I will be going up and down the rows and listening in. And we're actually using um, Jennifer Saravello's conversation continuum and we're listening in and kind of rating where we think kids are. We also took WIDA data. We used the WIDA screener to get um, some data on their listening and speaking skills before we started this because we wanted, we were asking ourselves the question, you know, does this, how does this impact their listening and speaking? Right. Um, right. So that's, that's one way that, that I know I'm using technology for collaboration. And I will tell you that the engagement level is just through the roof. I bet. Yeah. And, and I was thinking too, as you were speaking, just like the listening part of it, um, mm-hmm. because, you know, when you're face to face, a lot of times the kids look down at their knees, they look across, they get distracted in the room, but when right. you're doing a Google hangout or a Skype, like they literally have to be looking at the screen in order to see each other that way. Right. 
So I hadn't thought yeah. about that. Yeah, that's really great. And speak clearly enough and articulately enough that, you know, despite how your Wi-Fi might be, <laughs> that the other person right. on the other side can really understand what you're saying. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you can do a similar thing that's not video related. I've seen it done in Google Classroom where kids, it's almost like the Google Classroom site is like a blog. So the teacher posts a question and the yeah. kids can comment on it and comment on each other's, which is really a cool kind of way to collaborate and discuss as well. Mm-hmm. So Retta, what are some of your ideas? I'm just sitting here going going back, way back to when we had a wiki, a wiki. and we used wiki yeah. page. And, and every kid had their own wiki page. And, and again, <laughs> like you're using uh, Google Classroom now to collaborate. But by far, the most amazing collaboration online was this project that we did for several years called Quest Atlantis. I'm going to put the link in the show notes, even though it doesn't exist anymore, because I know we've got some really smart people listening out there. And I think this thing has to be recreated in some way. It was a virtual environment where the kids and I and other teachers and other kids all had avatars. And we designed our avatars ourselves and we went on these learning quests And the learning quest was definitely project-based learning. They had to do research. They had to ask questions of um, other avatars that were like planted in the environments. And they had to travel through these different environments and gather information. So they were reporters. They were scientists. They were um, agents of social change. And um, they were basically trying to make the world a better place through their projects that that they were doing. We did one um, once on um, controlling diseases and they they had to, you know, find the formula for 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 um, a new vaccine. I'm just, you know, off the top oh, of my cool. head. Thinking Definitely of that. keep them engaged. Um, mm. There was one um, history of a river that was polluted and how it could be cleaned up. It was so engaging. It was just absolutely transformational. And we could, we'd come in after lunch and then we, you know, we'd go to the media center or we'd go to our centers in the room and kids would say to each other, I'll, I'll meet you in Atlanta. So, you know, here, here's the world that I'm in today. I'm wondering, I don't know anything about Minecraft. I'm wondering if Minecraft is some variation of that where they kind of meet online and they, yes, they do, do something. They're yeah, they problem things. solve and they build things together. Okay, and in Quest Atlantis, they built things too, but they it just the problem solving went just so far beyond. Anyway, it started as a master's program, um, a, a college master's program by someone named Sasha Barab. And um, I, just, I just ask you to just check this out in the show notes and read it and see if you can, you know, maybe even challenge your kids to come up with something, some version of this. Cool, yeah. Again, that would be very cool. Mm. Um, so yes. Tracy, it's, I know that you're doing your, um, your empathy project, which I've been loving reading all your blog posts on that. Um, oh, I've been involved right now too with, mm-hmm. um, it's called the global read aloud. Yeah. 
Mm -hmm. It happens once a year for six weeks from the 1st of October and then the next six weeks where, depending on your grade level, we're all reading the same book. So there are thousands of teachers participating in over 86 countries around the world. And the coolest thing has been the book talks and the book discussions with other classes. And we've been doing like um, with one particular class in Wisconsin, we meet with them every week to discuss the book. And Mm -hmm. the kids are starting to know each other by their faces and things, but I hadn't thought of doing small groups like you. And I I love that, but doing triads or uh, partners, we've right now Mm -hmm. been doing a small group Mm -hmm. or a whole group, but we've also then been using um, kid blog as a way to blog about um, our -hmm. reflections on the book. And then we've connected with classes in other states and in Canada who then the kids reply to each other. So they have to be able Mm -hmm. to respond that way. And just that collaboration alone has been so awesome. I mean, they're so excited to see, you know, where, where the kids are connecting with this week or are living. And mm-hmm. we even, we even did a Skype session with a class in India mm. and that was amazing. Wow. And because of the language, um, the kids made signs, they had to ask questions with yes or no, and then they would hold up their signs. And, you know, we so that teacher and I are talking about how can we then move on to talk about the book a little bit more. Mm-hmm. But just, I think the collaboration with technology, just kids can see their world is bigger than just their classroom is so well, cool. And it, yeah. it shrinks the world yeah. for them. So yeah. there's more. Really I mean, does. we've seen that ourselves as teachers, right? I mean, you go into a forum. Look how we on, met. <laughs> So you go into on Facebook That's and right. you ask a question and you, or you tell a story about a student you have and you don't know what mm-hmm. to do and you get 40 people from around the world responding yeah. with ideas and asking. Mm-hmm. It's so much better than convention. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Definitely is. <laughs> and it's good for teachers too because teachers like Kathy, you said you, you, know, you collaborate with this other teacher and you help each yes. other come up with you know, some great ideas. It That's is. That's really good. It is. And really, even what we're doing exactly. right now. Right, exactly. from all over the country. Yes. Yeah. That's it. Right. <laughs> That's right. Oh, well, I, I've done a bunch of web quests and I, you know, I have them, you know, they'll break into groups and they'll like work with a partner on a certain aspect of it. And one that they really loved was, um, did King Tut get murdered? And there's so much information out there and... Um, you know, they just really had a good time with it. And then they come back and we have an activity and this one was a trial, but they really definitely enjoy. And I think learn so much more by yeah. using the computer. Yes. Mm-hmm. So let's transition. We've kind of already started talking about this next topic, but what are your favorite ways to use technology as a tool? Like what is one way that you've tried that you absolutely love? Let's talk about that. Dan, start us off. Okay. Well, there's sites that you can find, and I can't tell you any right now because I don't have them offhand, where you can get different pen pals from different countries and everything. And just simple, just use it through email, and that can help their writing skills and their communication skills and just get to know people and what their uh, life is like mm-hmm. in another area. Mm-hmm. E-pals. Yes, e-pals. I love that. That's right. It's one of them. Uh-huh. That's yes. it. Yes. Yep. Well, definitely for me. Can- 
Yeah, sorry. <laughs> yeah, definitely for me, Google Classroom and using mm-hmm. Google Docs has mm-hmm. been, so, I mean, like mind blowing. Like it's one place where we all can access it. And then a lot of, you can, I just learned this last year that you could actually in Google Classroom not assign everybody the same thing, but you can like give groups of kids certain assignments. So mm. when we've done like group projects, I can just give it to those certain kids and they all can collaborate on the same document. And they come up with their presentation together or they come up with their note taking together. Um, and it's, it has been great. There's nobody losing papers, uh, you mm-hmm. know, that they can reference the directions again. Yeah. And they're so excited about it. So, yes, we're saving, saving trees. trees. Yes. <laughs> yes, sure. <laughs> is, is Google SketchUp still out there? I don't know. I don't know. It, it was a 3D build. I know there's something called Maker's Empire now that sounds kind of Oh, no, SketchUp. Yes, we use SketchUp. I didn't know it was called Google SketchUp. It's still it, – Yes, okay, so we it's use still it. There. Yeah. Okay, so you can create yeah. 3D models and, um, yeah, and collaborate That's, on things there it, too. It is still there, and they, they do love that. Yeah. Perfect. Then there, there's another one for drawing called Drop Unlimited, D-R-A-W-P. And kids can do collaborative drawings ah. on that, hmm. which which is, you know, we so often forget to bring in a little of the arts, but a lot, a lot of benefits yes, come yes. from doing that, bringing that in. And I love Skype. There are some authors who I will Skype, Skype with your class. Yep. Um and, you know, and, and other classrooms like Tracy and Kathy have told you about, you know, just, you know, getting together with them for mm. book discussions or um, really anything, any kind of project that you're One working on. One of the things on. that I um, enjoyed doing last year, and I tried it for the first time, um, so it was a little rocky, but I, I was glad I did it because I think I'm going to do it again this year and it'll just keep getting better and better. Right, ladies? That's right. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, I did podcasting with my kids and that was a really cool Mm -hmm. way to collaborate with them and for them to collaborate with each other. We brainstormed a whole whiteboard full of possible themes, possible topics that they would have a podcast about. And then we narrowed it down and they each, they were put into podcast groups and they each chose two topics that they thought they wanted to discuss. We did concept maps around it. And then we thought of, you know, overarching central questions about their topics. They had to come up with like two or three central questions. And then um, they scripted so that they could get an idea of what they would say about that topic and those questions. And then we practiced it so that it was like a conversation. And then we recorded it. And they thought of the name for their podcast. A child went home and created a logo for the podcast. That's awesome. (laughs) And then how did did parents access it? How did the kids access it to listen to it later? We went into our classroom site and they were able, because it was just an, you know, when it's done, it's just an MP3 file. And I loaded it into the classroom site because I wanted it to be, you know, semi-private. I didn't want to publish it anywhere because these are kids. So, um, but it was really, it was, it was a lot of fun. I learned a lot (laughs) and so did the kids though. So did the kids. The kids learned a lot about speaking and, um, 
you know, and, and what it's like to be on a, uh, you know, cause initially when they listened to one, they were like, Oh, it's like a radio show. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It kind of yeah, is. Yeah. Um, and they came up with their own name. It was like, um, um, time for fifth. And so they, we picked, we went and picked out free, um, sound effects. So it started with a ticking alarm clock and then the alarm clock. Rings. And while the alarm clock is ticking, you hear someone snoring and then the alarm clock rings and, and oh. they yell, wake up. And then they, they did their podcast and it was time. Oh my for gosh. Him. How cute. Oh, how cute. That's adorable. You know, sometimes Fabulous. we come at things as teachers with ideas about, well, we could call it this or we could call it that. But that was their idea. It was not my cup of tea or my idea, but my gosh, it was cute. I shut my mouth and let them get creative. Best. And it was fun. Oh, yeah. Mm. I want to be going back <laughs> again, again, rather. <laughs> I, I know we say that every episode, don't we? We do. I don't know. But then, but then Monday morning comes and we say, "Nah, we'll yeah, sleep in." One, one Sunday afternoon and evening of the Sunday blues, and you'll you'll be back to. I'm so glad I'm retired. Yeah. Yep. I yes, definitely. Right. That's right. But boy, yes. you guys are having yes. fun, though. Yeah, you guys have some So ideas. let's talk about it we before we, we end tonight. What is our number one tip for using technology as a tool for collaboration? It's your last chance to impart some wisdom. Ah. Kathy? Yep. Well, my tip is to teach and practice teamwork, well, throughout the year, definitely, and those collaborative skills before using any devices. So they need lots of experience with just how to interact, how to make that eye contact, you know, how to speak mm-hmm. clearly, um, how to listen to others' ideas before being handed a device. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm. And I, my tip is to remember that the technology itself is just another tool have clear objectives, have an action plan in place, have some graphic organizers for each person or each yes. group. Before I'm going to add on to what Retta said. Doing that means that your objective will be met because the kids are going to know exactly what they're on to do. You know, I, feel, I think about it like this, you know, how many times do I get on the computer at night and I know I have something to do, but I kind of get sidelined, right? I'm like, well, I'll go uh, to Facebook. No, I never get, uh, I never do that. Instagram account a long time. Maybe. Oh my God, did you see what so-and-so tweeted? And, you know, by the time I'm, I, I finally get, because I'm like a squirrel and your kids are squirrels too. So be clear about the right. objective. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I call yes. it falling down the yes. rabbit hole. I fall a lot. Yes. <laughs> I have dirt under my fingernails from trying to up to the Well, you know, my tip is basically what all of you have said. You know, just make sure your expectations are understood at the beginning. Have your groups set up ahead of time. 
and uh, make sure everything is clear mm-hmm. and they know exactly what they're supposed to do. And then, well, guys, there you go. this is all the wisdom you can probably handle in this episode. <laughs> in time. So we hope that you enjoyed our second episode in our technology series as much as we have. Be sure to check out our blogs in the show notes and any links we drop in there for you um, in regards to what we talked about tonight. If you like what you hear, give us a shout out. Leave a comment. Give us some stars on your listening platform. But be sure to join us next week because we're going to have episode three in our technology series. And I am very excited about this one. Ways to use technology to engage your students. You need this. We need you because you teach so hard.